0: Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Come on. Tune in, tune in, tune in. Tune in, tune in, tune in. in. Tune in, tune in, tune in. Tune in, everyone. Tune on in. Tune on in. Y'all come on in. Who's that? As I am the ashiwa well you wouldn't say as in my name, you would say ashiwa that is usually say me. You would say as in my name, you would say as you my name. That's so I say, as like Jacob would Jacob my so, Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on. I'm giving everybody an opportunity to come on through. Come on through. Come on in, y'all. Come on in. I need to study it. study it. I need it, study it. <sighs> come on, and come on in the room. We're starting in two minutes, giving you all an opportunity. Y'all an opportunity to come on through. Come on in, come on in. Come on in. So for my birthday, I'm going to Canada right now. You know in Canada with no tax. You can put taxes in Canada. So if you're paying ninety nine cents or something, that'll be like a dollar twenty. Come on in. Come on in. Y'all come on in and say good good evening to me. Well good afternoon to me. Come on. Paulo oh, break. Come on in, y'all. Where y'all at today? All right, I'm going ahead and get started. Some of you may be busy today, so I'm going to move forward. Lord God, I thank you for allowing me to come through this place once again, giving you, giving you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Lord God, I thank you for those who are watching privately and for those who are watching publicly. Lord God, continue to give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word as I'll finish and continue to walk through 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 13 through 31. so God I ask you right now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable second one that I said oh Lord my strength and my Redeemer Lord God I thank you Lord God because I believe that someone is being encouraged I believe that someone is being healed I believe that someone is being um delivered and 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 uplifted and enlightened um, concerning the, the the book of Kings so God I thank you for your love your grace and your mercy continue to move mightily on my behalf lord god i bind up the enemy i bind up the naysayers i bind up every negative spirit in the mighty name of jesus lord god i thank you for your word i thank you for your love i thank you for your grace and your mercy and i thank you for those who are watching and listening and learning and growing and moving forward god i thank you for today this is the day that you have made let us rejoice and be glad in it today we're going to talk about what is your condition what's your condition what's your condition and a lot of times when we have conditions we have opposition and so i want to be able to encourage you on today to uplift you on today and so that you are blessed and highly favored of the lord so i thank you lord god for your word on today i thank you for the lesson on today so that we will understand the purpose of opposition the purpose of our conditions the purpose of the things that we go through that either has come from our past or even our present. So God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy continue to be God all by yourself. You don't need no help. So God, I thank you for being the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the great I am, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the God Almighty, the the creator of this world. Good afternoon, Minister Laquanda. And God, I thank you right now, God, that you will continue to allow me to give what you have given to me to give, that I will speak what you have given to me to speak, that I will also hear what needs to be heard and I will speak what needs to be spoken. And God, I thank you. Continue to create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me, Lord God. Forgive me for any sins that I might've committed that I don't even realize that I have committed. Forgive me for my failures and my flaws and my issues and my struggles. If I've done anything that was not pleasing in your sight, Lord God, forgive me of those iniquities and those transgressions. And those sins that I might have done and not known that I have done. So forgive me for the known and the unknown in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And name the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name I pray, we pray, and we all say amen. 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 So we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, I'm not understanding why I'm not able to see those comments, but it's going to be okay. So. We're going to go ahead and second, uh, first Kings chapter two, and I'm going to start at the 13th verse. And this is where Solomon removes the opposition. Um, When I ask you, what's your condition? Once you realize what your condition is, then the opposition can be removed. Amen. So, and Adonijah, the son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon. And he said, come thou peacefully. And he said, peacefully. He said, moreover, I have somewhat to say unto you. And she said, she is Bathsheba. And Bathsheba said, say on, meaning continue. What is it? What are you saying? What do you need to say? And Ananias said, you know that the kingdom was mine and that all israel set their faces on me that i should reign how about the kingdom is turned about and has become my brothers for it was his from the lord can you see Ananias even in this having some confusion he just said and it has become my brothers for it was his from the lord So you know that the kingdom was his from the Lord, but you turned around before then and said, you know, the kingdom was mine. You know that the people had their faces on me. I need y'all to catch that. In verse 16, he went on to say, and now I ask one petition of you, deny me not. And Bathsheba said unto him, what is it? What do you need to say? What more do you need to say? And Adonijah said, speak i pray you unto solomon the king adonijah was saying i need you to go to solomon he's your son you're his mother and i need this one petition i need this one thing that i need you to go to him and he said for he will not say to you no adonijah was telling Bathsheba that whatever you ask of your son he's not going to tell you no but i want to let some of you understand that when you are a servant of the Lord, when you have the right leader, they're not going to compromise. They're not going to um, give you what you want to, because you're a mother or you're a father or you're a son or a daughter or you're the best friend or you're the, the, their companion. Whatever the case may be, you have to understand that whatever your condition is, that's your condition. And when it comes to the Lord, he's not going to change his mind. Why? Because it's your condition. And that's what and that is what at times will cause opposition, because instead of you getting yourself together, instead of you making some things right, instead of you apologizing and recognize that you were wrong, instead of you realizing that you tried to exalt yourself like Adonijah did, then you're always gonna be trying to find a, a way out. You're always gonna to try to find a way in. You're always gonna to try to find um, a way to taking matters into your own hands. You're always going to try to manipulate. You're always gonna to try to um, bring lies. You're always gonna to try to bring something because of your condition. And Ananias condition was he tried to exalt himself. He thought he was better than Solomon. He thought that he deserved the kingdomship. He thought that he deserved to sit on the throne of his father, not realizing you have a lot of opposition, sir. Not realizing you try to manipulate the people to try to get them to put to help push you into onto the throne when you knew and you know it doesn't belong to you. Listen. So 17 again says, and Adonijah said, "Speak, I pray you." Um, unto Solomon the king, for he will not say no to you, that he give me Abishag, the Shennanite, to wife. And Bathsheba said, well, I will speak for you unto the king. Bathsheba therefore went unto the king Solomon to speak unto him for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed himself, meaning he humbled himself before his mother and sat down on his throne and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother and she sat on his right hand. What does that mean? That means that Solomon had asked for a pacific a chair for his mother to sit next to him on this right side because that was the respect, that's the honor that King Solomon gave to his mother. And so as his mother began to speak, she told Adonijah that She would go and speak to the King Solomon. Now, mind you, she might have already thought that King Solomon was not going to change his mind. She already knew that the kingdom, the throne, belonged to Adonijah. So therefore, it doesn't hurt to tell somebody, okay, I will go speak to them. Yes, you may know. Good afternoon, evangelist kids. Yes, you do make you, you do know. That what somebody's answer is going to be. She's his mother. She would know, right? And it's just like our leaders. When we have a relationship, they'll they'll know who we are. They'll know how we are. They know how um how we are. They know the gifts that we may have. They know that we we may be a manipulator. We may lie sometimes. When you know, when a shepherd knows his congregation, when a shepherd knows his sheep, he knows sometimes the ins and outs by what he sees or by what somebody brings to him concerning those individuals or that individual. But at the end of the day, when they have a relationship with their, with their king, our king, our king of kings, our Lord of lords, right? We know. So we're going to obey God's commandments. We're going to obey God's statutes. We're going to obey his word. We're going to obey anything and everything concerning The Lord, Jesus, the Lord, uh, Lord, the Lord God, the Lord, our God, God, our Lord, Jesus Christ, the word. Right. We're going to obey. So on verse 20, Bathsheba says, I desire one small thing. And this is what she was saying to her son, Solomon. She said, I desire one small petition of you. And I pray you don't tell me no. Now, mind you um how many times have our children come to us and they say before you give me a quick yes give me a slow no like pray about it think about it you know put some thought into it i know that you may say no i may i believe that you know what i'm about to ask you i may get a no but before you say a no i pray that you don't say no and that's what bathsheba said to solomon i pray that you don't tell me no. I pray that this one petition that I'm bringing to you, that you don't tell me no. And that's what our children do when they come to us, when they haven't done their homework, or they haven't cleaned their room, or they haven't done their chores that we have set before them, but they wanna go to the mall on Friday with their friends, or they wanna go to a house party with their friends, or they wanna go spend the, the weekend with their friend. But we, but the child knows they hadn't done their chores. The child knows they hadn't finished the homework. The child knows that they hadn't did what was asked. So there, it's a long shot to go and ask a parent something and then turn around and say, but I pray that you say no. But in reality, we have to understand that every opposition, every question, every struggle, every problem, everything that we go to ask, we may get a no. It's like us on our jobs, if we work up in a particular um, place and there's only three employees and you wanna go out of town for the weekend to go to a concert and it's only three of you employees, you may not get that time off. You're gonna ask your boss, I pray that you let me have this schedule off because this is something that I have been wanting to do and I wanna go and I'm praying that you'll let me go. And he may have to say no, you can't go. It's going to leave us shorthanded. It's going to leave us one man out. It's going to leave us short. Like I can't approve your request that you're bringing to me because we don't have the manpower to get what we got to get done, done because you're going to be gone. And right now I can't afford to let you off. Right. So in that we have to understand that we're going to get a no sometimes so again i asked the question what's your condition but don't allow your condition to bring opposition i I need y'all to catch that don't allow your condition to bring opposition and i'm gonna back it up with scripture because you have to understand that when you were in leadership david had charged solomon to be king and he gave him some instructions he said you got to walk in his ways you got to keep his statues you got to uh, keep his commandments and his judgments, and you and his testimonies. So therefore, you can't. Because I'm king and you're my best friend, I understand your condition. But if I put you in that, if I put you, because I know your condition, and if I put you in that position later on down the line, it may bring bring you opposition because I know that I shouldn't put you in this place because of your condition. I know that I shouldn't put you in this position because it is gonna bring you some opposition. It's gonna bring you to compromise because I can see that you're not totally committed To what you're even in right now, I can see that you're trying to exalt yourself. I can see that you're trying to manipulate this situation. I can see it. I have the spirit of discernment. I have the direction that that was given to me. And if I put you in this position because of your condition later on down the road, it's going to bring opposition because I'm being partial. And I'm only doing it because I'm your friend. I'm only doing it because I'm your son. I'm only doing it because I'm your mother. I'm only doing it because I'm your wife. I'm only doing it because I'm your husband. But we can't do that when we are in leadership. And we have been called. We have been called for the great commission. We have been called to to not be partial. We we have been called to, to obey the word of God. We have been called to make some hard decisions. And we have been called not to be partial not to show favoritism lord have mercy help me jesus so verse um 20 says then she said i desire one small petition of you and i pray you say no to me and the king said unto her ask on my mother for i will not say no to thee so he he was quick listen now i've learned somebody say i need you to do me a favor well what's the favor i don't immediately say yes right away anymore cuz it's going to set me up for failure and because of the condition that I'm in it's going to bring opposition I'm telling you we got to be we got to stop saying yes I'll give you this favor yes I'll put you in this position yes I'll give you this yes you can go but we don't know what the future holds lord help me jesus we don't know what the future holds we don't know what's ahead they may know it. They may see it. God might have shown them. And it's for us to trust the no. Lord, help me. It's for us to trust the no. So when he said, I will not say no. And Bathsheba said, let Abishag, the Shunammite, be given to Adonijah, your brother, to wife. And right there at that moment, King Solomon answered and said to his mother, and why do you ask? That Abishag, the that not be Adon- Adonijah's. Ask for him the kingdom also. What he was saying was, Do you not understand that that's his way? If he, if he does this, then basically you're putting him in the position that's not for him. You're putting, you're asking me to put him in a position that will give him authority over certain things, and that cannot be. That cannot be. And so he said, for he is my eldest brother, even for him and for Abathar, the priest, and for Joab, the son of Zariah. He said, then King Solomon swear by the Lord, saying, God do so to me and more also. If Adonijah have not spoken this word against his own life, that's Adonijah's condition. And this is what's brought opposition. You can't allow your condition to bring opposition. So you have to ask yourself, what's my condition? I ask you on today, what's your condition that you can allow opposition to come because of your condition? Listen, 24 says, now, therefore, as the Lord liveth, which have established me and set me on the throne of David, my father, and who have made me an house as he promised. Adonijah shall be put to death this day. Because Adonijah tried to manipulate his mother, not realizing that King Solomon is a man of wisdom, not realizing that David told King Solomon to use your wisdom. He said, do therefore according to your wisdom in 2 and 6. Do therefore according to your wisdom, and let not his forehead go down to grave in peace. He told Solomon, David told Solomon that the Lord may continue his word, which he spake concerning me, saying, if your children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. He told Solomon to use wisdom. And Solomon, at that moment, when he said that Adonijah shall be put to death this day, that's wisdom. And Adonijah didn't realize that he didn't realize his condition. He didn't recognize the condition. And he didn't realize that it brought opposition against him. So 25 says, and King Solomon sent by the hand of Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he fell upon him that he died, that he died. And unto Abathor the priest said the king, get thee to Anathoth unto thine own fields, for you are worthy of death. He said, you're worthy of death too, but I will not at this time put thee to death. He said, right now it's not time for you to die i can't kill you right now he said because you bear the ark of the lord god before david my father and because you have been afflicted in all wherein my father was afflicted so solomon thrust out abathar from being priest unto the lord that he might fulfill the word of the lord which he spake concerning the house of eli in shiloh so i'm going to stop right there just for a moment and this is what you have to. This is what this is what you have to understand right here. This was not a cause. I'm sorry. This was not a case of thwarted love. Although Adonijah, Adonijah probably hoped Bathsheba would think so, Adonijah wanted Abishag because she had been David's last mistress. To sleep with the king's mistress was equivalent to claiming the throne can i say that again to sleep with a king's mistress was equivalent to claiming the throne adonijah was still trying to claim the throne and he tried to use solomon's mother to do so by getting her to ask solomon for him to marry abishag That would mean that was David's mistress. And if he would have married her, he would have an authority to to the throne. But Solomon, because of the wisdom that he had, saw right through Adonijah. He was able to see Adonijah's condition and he was able to discern his opposition. So Absalom had done this same thing in his rebellion against david solomon well understood what adonijah was trying to do when you have discernment you can recognize what someone is trying to do you can recognize when someone is trying to come against you you can recognize when someone is being mean to you you can recognize when someone is trying to disconnect from you you can recognize listen when you have the spirit of discernment and you have a very deep close personal relationship with jesus christ god the father and you have the holy spirit the holy spirit will intervene not intervene the holy spirit will intercede on your behalf the holy spirit will speak to you the holy spirit will show you the holy spirit will give you wisdom and recognize they're not for you They're trying to come up against you. They want what you have. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. You have to be careful of your conditions because your conditions will bring opposition in the wrong way. Lord, help me, Jesus. That's that's it. That's it, elder kids. That's it. Spirit of discernment intercede, yes. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you won't have the wisdom that you need. You won't have the guidance that you need. You won't have the, 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 the right spirit that you need. In this plot against Solomon, all the conspirators lost. And we'll get that on tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to talk about the conspirators and how God brought opposition against Solomon's conspirators, listen, Adonijah and Joab were killed and the and the priest. And I want to stop right there for a second because I don't want to go too much into that because I really want you to understand how God will take care of your conspirators, how God will take care of your enemies. How God will even show you that if you don't have the right condition, that if you don't have the right position, if you don't stand for and have loyal for God, literally he will take. Listen, whatever went on in your household in the past, they won't be able to do anything in the future unless they repent and turn from their wicked ways we have to understand that second Chronicles 7 and 14 if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves shall seek my face shall turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven I will heal their land and I will forgive them of their sin all he had to do was repent and ask for forgiveness and turn from his wicked ways. All he had to do was humble himself. Some of us really don't understand that sometimes opposition, comes from the conditions of not repenting, coming from the conditions of not praying, coming from the conditions of not being obedient, coming from the condition of not being loyal to God and his word. uh, Second Samuel, let me help y'all out. First Samuel, first Samuel, thank you, Holy Spirit. First Samuel, chapter two. Let me let me let me read something to you all right quick. 1 Samuel chapter 2. Put that in my let me put that up here in my notes. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 2 27 through 36. Thank you Natasha thank you for tuning in you can go back and watch the replay look at this first Samuel let me give y'all this right quick first Samuel chapter 2 27 Lord this thing right here was good to me some of you need to understand you can't be partial when you've been when you've been called you cannot be partial when you've been called. there you go listen yeah. second samuel chapter two i'm sorry first samuel that put on that second first samuel chapter two verse 27 a prophet speaks to eli see here's what i want to get you under so what's when i say what's your condition listen i say that because some of y'all's condition are not good when it brings opposition you got to be able to understand when God sends you a word, when he sends you a prophet, when he sends you someone with wisdom, you got to know why. It's not, sometimes it's not just for the now, it's for the future. It's Satan's job to kill, steal, and destroy. It's Satan's job to manipulate. It's Satan's job to lie to you and deceive you. 1 Samuel chapter 2, 27. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Did I plainly appear unto the house of your father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon mine altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me, And that I give unto the house of your father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel, wherefore kick you at my sacrifice and at my offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honors thy sons above me to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people, wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days come that I will cut off thine arm and the arm of your father's house, that there shall not be an old man in your house, and you shall see an enemy in my habitation, and all the wealth which God shall give Israel, and there shall not be an old man in your house forever. And the man of and the man of thine whom I shall not cut off from mine altar shall be to consume thine eyes and to grieve thine heart. And all the increase of thine house shall die in the flower of their age. And this shall be a sign unto thee that shall come upon thy two sons of Hophni and Phinehas. In one day they shall die, both of them. He's saying that both of your sons, he's talking to Eli, both of your sons is going to die. In one day. That means they're going to die together. He said in 36. And I will raise me up a faithful priest. That shall do according to that. Which is in mine heart. And in my mind. And I will build him a sure house. And he shall walk before mine anointed forever. Who was his anointed? David. David. Was the anointed? He said, "He shall walk before mine anointed forever." Now, I listen. I'm assuming it was David because at the time he called Saul. I'm sorry. At the time he called Samuel, he was he called Samuel to go find David, and David walked before the Lord. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left in your house shall come. And crouch to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread, and shall say, Put me, I pray thee, into one of the priest's offices that I may eat a piece of bread. Listen here. Listen, I, I got I gotta read this like this. Listen. Eli had a difficult time rearing his sons. He apparently did not take any strong disciplinary action with them when he became aware of their wrongdoing. But Eli was not just a father trying to handle his rebellious sons. He was the high priest overlooking the sins of priests under his jurisdiction. As a result, the Lord took the necessary disciplinary action that Eli would not. When you do not recognize the conditions of your people and you don't tell them the wrong of their condition, it's going to bring them opposition and it's going to pull you out of position. Lord, help me, Jesus. Because of their condition, it's going to pull you out of position and you're going to bring opposition upon them you got to be the leader that God had called you to be. You can't be partial. You can't be showing favoritism. You can't just be saying, yes, I'll do. Sometimes your answer has to be no. Even if they do say, I pray that you tell me no. I pray that you think about it. I pray that you see the other side of it. I pray that you perceive it the way I need you to see it. I pray. But when it comes to the word of God, you're going to have to be that one to say, no, I can't put you in that position because of your condition. Because later down in life, opposition is going to come and you may not be able to handle that opposition. You may not be able to handle that hardship. You may not be able to handle what's to come what's before you, and I am your leader. And it's my job to oversee what God has placed in my lap. I'm sorry, yes, you're my mother, but I gotta tell you no. Yes, you're my spouse, but I gotta tell you no. Yes, you're my best friend, but I gotta tell you no. Yes, I understand your condition, but I gotta tell you no. Yes, you're my child, but I gotta tell you no. I got to give you discipline. I got to be that disciplinary that disciplinary leader. I I can't give you this. This is going to put you in a position that does not belong to you. And Adonijah used used Bathsheba to go to her son. And his son Solomon had to tell his mother, "No." And he had to go and call for Adon- uh, Adonijah to be killed. Oh, I'm talking about what's your condition. Because some some of your conditions is not right for the position. And because of your condition, if they put you in a position that's not meant for you, that's not built for you, opposition will come. Not just on you, but on the person that puts you in there. Listen, Eli was guilty of honoring his sons above God by letting them continue in sin. Is there something in your life? Is there something in your family? Is there something that you're working in that you allow to continue, even though you know it is wrong? If so, you may become as guilty as those engaged in the wrong act honor god more highly than anything else more highly than anyone else and don't wait for god to intervene for you your conscience should tell you when something is wrong your conscience should tell you something is not right your conscience should tell you you're not ready for this your conscience should tell you You should be humble enough to say, I can't do this. I'm only wanting it because I wanted it it to be about me. I'm only wanting it because this is so-and-so got it. I'm only wanting to have a husband because this is so-and-so got a husband. I only want a wife because his wife is fine over there. I, I want it. But it may not be meant for you in that condition that you are in. You may need some healing, you may need some deliverance, you may may have some stuff that's got you captive and you're not ready for that position because of your condition, but you'll jump inside of it and you'll make it happen and here comes hardship, here comes opposition and not just against you, but because of the person that's in charge because they know but because they they want you to have it too. Well, they don't want you to leave the ministry. So they'll give it to you. They'll put you in that place. And God will come and intervene. And everybody is going to be punished. Everybody. When Satan came to Eve, he didn't just give rules and regulations and repercussions to them three. He he told Eve what she was going to have to deal with. He told Adam what he was going to have to deal with. And he told Satan what he was going to have to deal with. Everybody gets repercussions when you're connected to that condition of opposition. Lord, help me, Jesus. God is just. And Jesus came to say he reigns on the just and the unjust. You have to understand that God He accounts for all sin. Eli's sons had sinned by despising God, and Eli had sinned by not correcting them. And this their and this their sin. As religious leaders, they may have thought they would get away with it or that God would ignore it. But God brought judgment. God brought judgment judgment because of their condition what was Eli's son's condition they were sleeping with all these women that was taking money they were they were they were um uh, bezzling money they was just sinning after sinning they were sacrificing things that they should have not they was eating things that they should have not they were doing things that they should have not and Eli had a blind eye because it was his son And he didn't speak to it. And people were coming and telling him, This is what your sons are doing. So when the prophet came to speak to Eli, at that moment, Eli had an opportunity to change his condition. What was Eli's condition? Not disciplining his children when they were wrong. What was Eli's condition? turning a blind eye what was Eli's condition not doing what the word of God said to do what was Eli's condition he was biased he was partial and he would not give his sons what they were to do that was right that was Eli's condition what's your condition is your condition like Eli Is your condition like Adonijah? Well, I'm here to sound the alarm, to let you all know on today, if that condition is not corrected, it's going to bring opposition. It's going to bring opposition. Listen, listen to this. If you are in a position of authority, don't rationalize away God's standards for right living. God expects leaders to lead fairly and to eliminate evil practices. God will not overlook those who justify their own sin for the fulfillment of their prediction. I just read it to you in 1 Kings chapter two. I just read it to you, verses 13 through 31. The account of Solomon's expulsion of Abathar from his position ended in Eli's bloodline. The faithful priest that God raised up was Zadok, a priest under David, and then high priest under Solomon. Zadok's line was probably still in place as late as the days of Ezra, because he was faithful. He didn't get caught up in what Adonijah was doing, but Abathar was a part of Eli's. Bloodline. God is looking for faithfulness. He doesn't need us in order to get his work done, but he wants us faithfully to help him do it. Eli and his sons were not faithful, so God said he would choose someone else who was. When God has given you a job in your family, in your church, in your community, or even in your career, do it faithfully, or God may find someone else to do it in your place. In your place. Listen, Lord, help me, Jesus. As a young man, Abathar was the only one to escape when King Saul massacred all the priests in the city of Nob. Abathor then became the high priest under David and remained loyal to him throughout his reign. But when he supported Adonijah, wrongful claim to the throne after David's death, Solomon forced him to give up the priesthood. Fulfilling the prophecy. Listen. Fulfilling the prophecy. That was spoken to Eli. In First Samuel chapter 2. Starting at the 27th verse. God told. The prophet told Eli. What the Lord had said. No one. Will come out of this line. To be up under any leadership. Solomon forced him to give up the priesthood, fulfilling the prophecy of Eli's prophecy when the prophet came to Eli and said that that Eli's descendants would not continue to serve as priests. So what you have to understand is Abathar was running faithfully. David had anointed him to be a high priest But it says when he agreed with Adonijah and his wrong actions, then Solomon had to come through and remove him from that position because of his condition. What was Abathor's condition following after Adonijah when he knew he wasn't to be king? When you left your loyalty from Solomon, when you left, when, when he left his loyalty from David, and you followed Adonijah. When you was with David from the beginning, you were loyal, and then you allowed Adonijah to turn you away from loyalty from David and Solomon, and you didn't continue to obey God when you seen the testimonies. That had taken place. Lord help me, Jesus. Now, how can I back that up with with the oh yeah, I'm good. How can I back that up with New Testament? James. Let me take you over there. James Four and Seventeen. Hear this and hear it, hear it well. Let me put this in here. James four and seventeen. James four and seventeen. And it's the last scripture james 4 17 therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin we tend to think that doing wrong is sin but james tells us that sin is also not doing right these two kinds of sin are sometimes called sins of commission and sins of omission. It is a sin to lie. It can also be a sin to know the truth and not tell it. It is a sin to speak evil of someone. It is also a sin to avoid him when you know he needs your friendship. We should be willing to help as the Holy Spirit guides us. If God has directed you to some kind act to do, some service to render or some relationships to restore, do it and you will experience a renewed and refreshed vitality to your Christian faith. Boom. Just like that. Just like that. So following someone Because you think it's going to put you in a position when your condition doesn't line up. When it doesn't line up. When it doesn't line up. What's your condition that's hindering you from being put in a position where God wants you to be? But you allow your condition of jealousy. You allow your condition of envy. You allow your condition of malice. You allow your condition of betrayal, of hurt, misguided, mishandled. You allow your condition to exalt you in a position that's not for you. That's not for you. You exalt yourself. Because you know your condition. You know what you're doing behind closed doors. You know your own issues of your heart. You know the matters of your heart. You know. That's why you try to put yourself in a position that's not for you. You make it happen. And then you go to people like Bathsheba and you think because that's their son or that's their leader and you expect them to not tell you no. In this season, we got to tell you no to your condition if your condition is not lined up to the position that you want to be put in because we're responsible for your soul. We're responsible for your actions. We're responsible for what you do and what you don't do. We're responsible. If we don't tell you the truth, opposition doesn't just come to you. Opposition will come to us and God will pull us out of our place because we're showing favoritism and and we're biased and we're partial and we're afraid. We're afraid. And in this season, we can't can't be afraid to tell somebody you're a false prophet. In this season, we can't be afraid to tell somebody you're not ready for this position. Look at your condition. Look at where you are. Look at how you're feeling. Look at how you're acting. Look at how you're treating these certain type of people. And we have to, we, Solomon, we have to be like Solomon and use wisdom. And remove the opposition. But the only way we're going to be able to remove the opposition is to remove the condition. And how do we remove the condition? Prayer, fasting, teaching, restoring, reviving. Galatians 6. If you see you that say you are spiritual. If you restore, if those of you who say you are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. That's how you remove the opposition. You remove those things that are not of God. You remove the unrighteous. You remove the evil. You remove the people that's causing your condition. Not to allow you to be in the right position. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So think about it. Think about it. What's your condition? What's your condition? I know my conditions and I work on my conditions. You can't work on my condition. I can't work on your condition, but I can tell you what your condition is when I see it. When the Holy Spirit reveals it, when God exposes it, I don't hate you. I love you. I want to see the best in you. I want to see you in the right place. I want to see you healed. I want to see you set free. I want to see you delivered. Because I don't want to suffer in the hands of an angry guy because you're my best friend or you're my husband or you're my sister or you're my brother. You're my coworker or you're my co laborer in the Lord. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I was given a charge to tell the truth. I was given a charge to stand for the word of God. I was given a charge. I was given the great commission. I was called to sound the alarm. And that is what I will continue to do. I will continue to sound the alarm so that no blood is on my hands or on my head. Amen. Amen. So, I thank you all for tuning in to 1 Kings chapter 2. We're going to finish up chapter 2 on tomorrow. Know that I love you. Know that I'm praying for you. Um, Know that I love you and God loves you more. Thank you for tuning in to Bible Study Brunch, sounding the alarm. What's your condition? Thank you to those who have tuned in. Know that I am praying for you. And if it's God's will and the creek doesn't rise, I'll see you tomorrow at 12 noon. Amen. Amen.